0: I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And this message is, is, is about the fact that Jesus came. Amen? God came in the flesh. We have to go back to this in our mind as Christians, and we have to say, hey, you chose to come down. You chose to empty yourself for me. And sometimes as Christians, we kind of, we have that, but we put that in the back of our mind and then we, we, we don't dwell on that enough. The fact that the God of the universe, the God himself chose to empty himself of all his glory and he became man for us to die on a cross for our sins. Jesus came in the flesh. God became man for us so that we would be able to go to heaven one day so that we would be able to receive forgiveness of sins and, and that's just, we gotta dwell on that amen we gotta think about that in our minds every single day as we walk on this earth we have to realize we were so important to our God that he gave his son for me he came to earth for me for me and that, that that just deserves awe. We, we just have to be in awe as Christians. And, and we we need to we need to express that to everybody that we know. And we need to express that in our own heart to God. Every morning we should say, God, thank you for coming for me. Thank you for coming to this earth for me. Glory to God. All right. We could we could, we could stay on that all morning. Amen. The fact that Jesus just came and became flesh for us to have a way to heaven he responded to our need amen he responded to our need uh, to remove sin and he chose to do it glory to God mark chapter 1 verses 9 through 11 and it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan so just picture what's happening here remember John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness right coming out of the will say it's it's time make the path straight the the, the, the time has now come repent be ready because the kingdom of God is at hand that's what he was proclaiming and that's what the prophet said would happen and that Jesus would be here to save us. He was here to do the work. And and, and the book of Mark, the, the gospel of Mark is is, is talked about as is the book of action because this, this book specifically entails the actions that Jesus took. And, and it speaks to us it, it speaks to us as believers because we must also take action. We must be proactive in our faith and take action just like Jesus did in, in, in how it's how it's, how it's told in the book of Mark about his actions toward us. So he went to get baptized because that was the will of his father it had to happen and now look at verse 10 and it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized John of John in the Jordan and straightway coming out out of the water he saw the heavens opened. Can you just picture that scene? He saw the heavens open again we got to stand in all of this. When we read this, we got to make sure that we give it that proper reverence in our life. The fact that God came as a man to die for us, but then he was baptized as a man. And then we and he saw the heavens open and he was doing the will of his father. All this was happening. At the, all this is going on. And, and Jesus, in this moment, he knows this is the beginning of eternity. For humankind this we have we have made this decision god the father god the son god the holy spirit there they are all in one this is the beginning of the ministry of jesus as a man on this earth to show us the way it's just an amazing thing when you when you really picture what was happening in that moment how all the words of of the old testament were coming to fruition right here It was all beginning right here in in the river in the Jordan River he sees the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him and then there came the voice of God himself the voice of God himself says thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased all those things are happening right there in that moment we see the Trinity of God. We see the three persons in one, God the Father speaking to the Son, the Son baptizing, being uh, raised out of that water, symbolizing for us the fact that we're going to get to raise up with Him in eternity in a new life. Jesus was beginning the new life as a man to give His uh, testimony to all those that would believe He, he was giving us the physical example of, a, of what we were supposed to do. So he does it to show us this is what must be done. You must come to God and you must relinquish all things. You must die to sin. You must be raised again in new life. And then you must go forward in the Holy Spirit to do the will of your father. And that's what Jesus did right here. It's amazing. It's just amazing when you think about everything happening in that, in that river. Uh um, Verse 11, well, I just read verse 11, sorry. So, number one, Jesus, as God in the flesh, came to show us the real example of of what we need to do. He came in the flesh, and, and he showed us. He showed himself in the flesh, and God showed himself by his power and his spirit coming unto Jesus. So again, the fact that God decided to do that and to show us that, it's just it deserves all in reverence from us every single day we we can't ever grow past the point of just reading this and going this is what jesus did and that was it was amazing and then we just keep reading we need to dwell on that every single day of our lives the fact that he came for us that he came for us to show us the way Um, now look at mark chapter one and go to verses 17 through 18 so Jesus said, he says this here in these verses, I'll make you, he said, I'll make you fishers of men. When he was calling on his 12, when he began to bring uh, the first few people into his inner circle, those the, the, what we will come to know later is the disciples of him. He came to call us to him and to bring sinners to him in his name. So think about what this means for us. He He went straight forward after all that and he started, he started preaching in the synagogues and then he, he walks down uh, to the water's edge and, and he begins to call on his disciples. And, and they were out there fishing. And if you can just picture the moment that Jesus physically calls somebody to ministry, and, and calls them to do the work. and and, not, and again, what does this tell us as believers? The fact that we matter to God so much that he would give his son, first of all, to die for our sins, but that he would use us for his glory, for his glory. We get to be used by God, the creator of the universe, for his glory. And I, I go I go back to this example because it's like we have to put this in our mind in some way or form. But can you imagine if, if you were just handpicked, if somebody came and knocked on your door today and said, we need you to lead in this for our whole country you would feel very like proud you're like oh wow i can't believe i'm picked you would feel you would feel that that i can't believe this is happening to me right it would be like very exciting this is how we should feel every single day that we wake up in the morning and god says i've picked you i've picked you to do my will i have called you out to do my will and here's jesus walking to these Men and telling them I'm gonna make you fishers of men and it says straightway they left their nets their livelihood their work and their family they forsook everything of the world to follow Jesus because they knew at that moment something big just happened to them something big just happened in their life again we got to make sure that we're in that moment every single day of our lives as Christians that we were picked for a big purpose. We are chosen of God for a big purpose. And we can still do work for God no matter where we are in our lives. We have, we have the ability, we have the voice, we have the, the power through the Holy Spirit to do work for God. And we need to make sure that we go, wow, thank you God, I'm in awe of you today because first of all, you died for my sins, you sent Jesus just for me to die for my sins. you would have died just for me. Amen? He would have gone just for that one. And then he goes as far as to say, and now I need you. The God of the universe, all-powerful, needs me and you for his ministry, for his work. And so we got to stand in all of that. we got to give reverence to that. And, and, and we have to do what they did. When God asks us to do something, we got to make sure we can we we're able to just forsake everything that's happening in our lives at that moment, and we're gonna say, God, I'm, I'm putting all my focus on you. I'm gonna forsake whatever's going on right now in my physical world. I'm not, it's not gonna it's not about me. It's about what you want to do through me. And so that's what they did. In verses 17 through 18, let me read what it says. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. Isn't that awesome? He said, Just come follow me. That's it. Come ye after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Glory to God. They just followed. They just followed Jesus. Isn't that what we want to do? Is just follow Jesus. We just want to we just want to do that. We just that's that's the, that's our desire of our heart as believers. Wherever God leads us to go, we must follow. We must go when God says, it's time for you to go. I need you. I've called you. I've I've separated you for this purpose, for this day and time and this day and age. I think sometimes we get so bogged down as, as believers thinking, well, uh, I don't know what else I can do for the Lord. We, we begin to doubt ourselves. I don't know what else I can do, God, because I'm just little old me. This is, this is my spot in the world, and I don't really know what else to do. Um, nobody knows who I am, and I don't really have a voice. But the fact is, it's not us that's going to do that. It's God. And if God says, I want you to say these words, or I want you to go to this person, or I want you to do this in my name, then we don't have to worry about who we are. We just have to stand in awe of the creator of the universe and watch him do it. If we obey, He does the work. He produces the increase. We don't have to worry about who we are. Because if that was the case, then then why did Jesus die? If if we had to work for stuff for, for it to happen, why did Jesus die? We don't have to do anything but just be in awe and in reverence of our God and just follow Him. He clears the way. He has already made the way through Jesus Christ so number two he came to call us to him and to bring sinners first he called us out of sin but now he also calls us to bring sinners from sin and to bring him into the knowledge of Jesus Christ he's called us to do that we get to do that work for God he does the work We get to be fellow workers in that. Amen to the Holy Spirit. But He ultimately does the work. We just have to be obedient and just follow Him as those disciples did in that moment in time. Number three, uh, go to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. So God came, again, God came in the flesh for us. He emptied himself for us to be the example for us in in, in man and in spirit. He showed us you are flesh, but you are spirit. In you is the image of God, and in you is the power of God through the Holy Spirit. Because of my son, Jesus Christ, you are made clean unto me. A, a vessel that I can use for my kingdom. You are separated out because of what I did with my son, Jesus. And I've come and I've called you and I want you to follow me. And that's our response. we got to follow. And then number three, in Mark 2, 1 through 12, he came to forgive and to heal. Isn't that amazing? That God, we prayed for that this morning. Why can we do that? Because the Bible says we can do that. The Bible has given us authority over the enemy in illness and in sickness. And we can can pray for healing in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit. And by faith, we can receive it. By faith, not seen, but by spiritual faith, we can say, God, I receive the healing that you have given by your stripes. Because the word says that you gave it. And all I have to do is receive it in faith, and walk in faith, and God will lead us through the whole process. So he came to forgive and to heal, he came to deal to deal with our sin problem first, and then to heal. Think about what it says here in these, in these verses, okay, we're going to read it, but he came to deal with the sin problem first. And then once we get the sin problem resolved by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then he can do the miraculous through us and in us because we can be an example of God's miracle. If God chooses to do so, he will perform a miracle in us, through us, so others may see his power. Let's read what it says here. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It says, uh, and we're going to start on verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press. If you, I, I, and I want you to realize what's happening here people have realized that Jesus is healing people. They're all pressing in. People are coming from all areas of of that part of the world, and they have heard that there's a man who can heal disease. Well, if you heard that, wouldn't you be running? (laughs) I would. He can heal me. I'm running to him. But we can do that even now. Even now. And that's the mentality that I'm trying to bring forth this morning that's the attitude that we have to live in the fact that we can run to Jesus at any moment he is here with us his Holy Spirit is here it's never left he left in physical form to the Father but he left the healer the comfort the Holy Spirit is still here and we see through faith eyes and we can believe through faith in our heart to know that he's here he can heal us we can run to him we can touch the hem of his garments and we can be, be healed in Jesus' name through faith. So because of the press, they could not come near to him. That's what it says in verse 4. They uncovered the roof. This was the story of those those friends that took the man that was that was handicapped. He was sick with palsy. They couldn't get him into the front door. But they knew the healer was in there. And they said, we're going to get you in there. Because we can break the roof. We can break the roof. We can get you in there. And so that's what they do. Those friends go up and they break through. They uncover the roof where he was and when they had broken it they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. So there they are just bringing the guy down then when, this is verse 5 when Jesus saw their faith, amen Jesus saw their faith. We gotta show we gotta show, oh I'm sorry I think it's is that back? Okay, I'm sorry. That's the first time that thing's done (laughs) to me. All right, so Jesus saw their faith. And he still needs to see their faith. Because he's still here. We have to have that mentality. Jesus is still here. He needs to see my faith. He needs to see me come forward and receive in faith. He needs to see me walk in my faith. So Jesus saw their faith. He said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins are forgiven you. That's the first thing he says. And, and then these Pharisees and these people that are religious are, are standing around going, how dare he say that his sins are forgiven? Only God can forgive sins. And see, Jesus knew their thoughts. So then he, then he said, okay, well, I'm going to show you that I am God. I'm, I'm going to show you that I am God. Because he, first of all, he, he, he could have just done that right there. And, and, and the guy with palsy, he would have been healed because his sins would be forgiven, and in that moment, he would be made whole. But Jesus wanted to make it known that he is God in this moment in time. He wanted to show the power that was given to him by God as the Son of God. It says, but there there were certain of the scribes, this is verse 6, there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does, it, why does this man does uh, speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? In verse 8, And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned with him within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Why are you trying to make sense of all this? And, and again, we have to be careful as believers that we don't try to rationalize things. This is the physical world we're talking about. God deals in above and beyond this physical realm. You know, we may feel sickness, but we can believe in supernatural healing because it supersedes this physical world. We gotta quit reasoning in our hearts. Well, maybe I'm supposed to go, no, don't don't claim it and don't reason it. Just say, God, I may be going through this, but you're my healer. And I can come to you for healing. And no, no matter what happens, I can come to you for healing. I'm not gonna reason this and analyze this and, and say, well, I guess I'm, I'm I'm okay with this if this is if this is what I'm supposed to do or if I'm supposed to walk in this illness. I guess I will. That's not. No, God said you can always come to me for healing. In your tribulation, in your in your disease, I'm there. And you need to believe. Just believe. Don't look at the illness. Don't look at the problem. Just believe that I'm there and I can make anything happen. I'm all power over this. I have power over this physical world. He said, why did you reason these in your heart? This is verse 9. Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. So Jesus asked him this question. "What, What do you want me to say? What else can I say? I said his sins are forgiven but if you want to see that i am the power of god in the flesh then he says okay rise up and walk and he commands him to do so um number verse 10 but that ye may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins, so that you will know he said he saith to the sick of the palsy i say unto thee arise take up thy bed and go thy way into thy house. Does Jesus need to tell us this? See, he needed to say that to the scribes because they discerned it in their hearts. They were trying to analyze it and say, how dare he do that? That's a blasphemy. See, they, they weren't open. They weren't watching with spiritual eyes. They were watching with physical human eyes. They, their faith was not there. And Jesus says, if you need me to show you, I'll show you, but I shouldn't have to show you. I am the son of God. And as believers in Christ, we shouldn't be asking God for a sign. We should just believe. We don't need to see the miracle, but we know you can do the miracle. And if it's your will to do the miracle, then that's your will. If it's not, it's still your will, God. That's what Jesus himself prayed at Gethsemane. He said, he said God, get me out of here, but your will be done, not mine. See, even Jesus had to pray those, say those words, but he did it to show us the way to know that we don't have to see the miracle to know the miracle is there. That the miracle maker is there. We just have to move in faith and say, I believe, I believe. See that guy with palsy, he had faith. He was being lured down by those that had faith and Jesus saw their faith and he said, your sins, that's all he needed sin is the only thing we need to go away everything else is second to that because without the sin removal we don't make it to eternity we got to have that gone first if god wants to do miraculous work after that that's his prerogative we 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 should just be content with the fact that we have a, a risen savior that came from heaven and he decided to empty himself for us that's all we need And we got to move in that, and that's what we got to dwell on as believers. We got to have the mentality of, He came for me. He died for me. My sins are forgiven. And I have a place in heaven. That's all I need. We can be content in that. Glory to God. Verse 12, they said, And immediately he rose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying we never saw it on this fashion can you picture the faces can you can you put yourself in that situation and go that's amazing I've never seen anything I've never seen a man that could speak and it be done nobody has ever come with his authority who is this guy and and, and you know it, later in the book of Mark we, we hear how he calmed the seas and they were terrified they were Who are we in the boat with? They didn't even realize it. Do we realize it as believers today? Do we know who's in the boat with us? Do we know who's walking with us? Do we understand that it's God in the flesh that came? Do we understand that the Holy Spirit is still with us right now? Do we know that? Do we show enough reverence to God every morning and say, God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the fact that you died for my sins, and that's all I'll ever need. That's all I'll ever need. So we, we, we as believers have responded to the need in our heart. Amen. We knew that as, as sinners, we knew we needed God, but we refused to under to respond to it for a while. We said, "No, I can. I don't need God. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm okay." I can get through this on my own. But then finally, God said, No, you can't. And we finally responded to the need in our heart. We finally responded to the fact that we needed to fill in that God shaped hole. We needed God. We finally responded to that, to that emptiness that can only come, only be filled with Jesus. We responded to that. And then we decided to follow Him. As believers, we decided to follow Him just like those disciples did when, when Jesus said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of man. And this is why we are now able to serve a risen Savior because we made the choice to respond. Amen. And that made us think of the feeling that, can you remember, can you can you bring back that feeling every day? And that's that's the challenge that we face now as believers is that we got to bring that feeling back every single day and say, God, thank you for receiving me into your kingdom. Thank you that you came in the flesh. Thank you that you called me out of sin. Thank you that I can now serve, that I can move forward in faith, believing and knowing that I can receive from you, and that your Holy Spirit resides in me. And that's all I need, God. All I need to know is that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's all I need to know. Everything else is second to that. I can move forward in faith because you have brought me out of sin. And I love you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done in my life. That's the message this morning. Let's show God awe and reverence every time we get up and walk in this earth. When we look around, Let's not look at man that's that's awful. Let's not dwell on man that's that's bad. Let's not dwell on how could they do that? How could they talk like that? How could they dress like that? How can they how can they live like that? Let's not dwell on that. God didn't call us to dwell on that. He said follow him. Follow him. Because I have brought you out of sin. I have called you out. And that's all we got to dwell on. That's all we gotta give on reverence to. Everything else is second. Everything else is second. And when we get that priority set, when we know that first he had to deal with sin and then comes the healing, then you know what? Everything else will be added. The Bible says to seek the kingdom of God first and all of its righteousness. And then it says, and all things will be added. And that's what we gotta do as we walk as believers. Set that mindset in you know how we, how we set a preset on the radio? Amen? How we just click that button and instantly we have what we want. God wants us to set that preset in our brain, in our soul, in our heart, to know that He is God. He came in the flesh. He died for our sins. And now He's called us out. And we need to always that day come back to that preset and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of sins. Thank you for writing my name down. Thank you for having a place for me in heaven one day. I'm set. Glory to God, we're all set. We're all going to be there because of Jesus Christ. (laughs) And that's amazing. And that's the mindset we got to have every morning, every day, every morning that we wake up. Glory to God. You guys bow your heads with me this morning. Let's just take this time, as we close in prayer, let's just take this time... To be in awe of who God is and what He did and what He's continuing to do to this present time in our life, Father God, I praise You. God, we thank You this morning. God, we just we just come back to that moment where we were set free. Lord, You're still setting us free. Your salvation is continuous. It's not it's not a one-time done thing. It wasn't something that happened years ago. It's a continuous thing that happens every day as we walk with you as we follow in your footsteps. And God, we praise you for that. We thank you that you you don't forget about us. You don't forsake us. You don't just you don't just tap us on the head and move on. No, you embrace us. You embrace us as your children and you carry us through this life. And God, we give you the glory this morning. We give you praise this morning for who you are in our lives. The fact that you, you, the God of the universe, the God of all things, the creator of all things, all powerful, all knowing God, decided to empty yourself and send Jesus and send your son in the flesh for us for each and every one of us. And we just just stand in awe right now. We just give you praise for that right now. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Father God. Thank you for your son. Thank you for doing what you did for us to be in heaven one day so that we can walk freely on this earth, that we can walk in peace, that we don't have to live in fear. Lord, we praise you right now for that. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we also want to just thank you even more for, for what you did next. Not only did you send your son, not only did you come in the flesh, not only did you empty yourself for us, but, but then you you decided to embrace us. You decided to call on us. You decided to, to build a relationship with us. And, and you use us. You want to use us for your kingdom. And that is a great honor. We praise you. Uh, you could have just you could have just gave, gave given us salvation and that's God we're we're so happy for that. But then you said, "I'm going to use you for my purpose." Your your work here on earth is not done. You you are not a worthless person. You are full of worth to me. I love you and I want to use you for my purpose. And God you called us out. And then also above that we, we get to experience your mercies and your healing through the Holy Spirit. We get to experience your power through the Holy Spirit. Lord, you, you have abundantly, abundantly saved us with your mighty hand. And we praise you for that today. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Father God, today. We glorify you, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen. Glory to God. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ pray this with me dear God I am a sinner I am sorry and I repent of my sins I accept your free gift of grace that was your son Jesus his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed pray that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You are. You have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow Him the rest of your life, find a good Bible Preaching Church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made, and I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.